Well, 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 day three of our New Year's goals. How we doing? <laughs> doing all right? Already failed? <laughs> I get it. <clears throat> um, my, Rothan and I, we've been talking, and we're serious about our goals this year. And so we're doing pretty good, you know, and so... Um, and I'm thankful for that. And so, but it's only day three, though. <laughs> I, uh, an occurring song kept on popping up as I was preparing my message, as, we're, as I was living through these first three days of my goals. Um, and I, I want to share that song with you, if that's okay. Um, it's, uh, this song is entitled, uh, His Strength is Perfect. And so it goes like this. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. But sometimes I wonder what he can do through me. No great success to show. No glory on my own. Yet in my weakness he is there to let me know. His strength is perfect when our strength is gone. He'll carry us when we can't carry on. Raised in his power, the weak become strong. His strength is perfect. His strength is perfect. You only get one verse of that song, and that's it. <laughs> now, that was free. On the next one, I'm charging for real, though. So. Um, you know, so I just, I was just encouraged as I was just living out my goals this week that I want to, I want, I want God to be in them and I want to, I want to stay true to them, you know, not, and, and, and tonight's message is kind of a mirror of what, what I'll be preaching, but, um, and, and I know it's a New Year's uh, uh, evening, you know, New Year's, um, you know, first, Sunday, first message, and I ain't got a New Year's message for you, and so I figure I'd just sing you guys a song, and y'all be all right with that, you know, and so, um, if you will, though, take your Bibles and turn to Philippians chapter number three, Philippians and chapter number three. I am sad that uh, Miss Holly had to fly out to the East Coast once again, and so if, Holly, if you're listening, I don't know where you're at right now, I just want to let you know I'm praying for you, and you owe me a hug, and so <laughs> that's it, like, you know, I, I, on Sunday, she was just busy talking and talking, and so I, every time I'd go over to talk to her, there's like a line of people talking to her, and so I was like, okay, well, I'll come back, you know, and so I come back, the same line is there, you know, I was like, oh, please, people, get, a, get with the program, you know, get a, go home or something, and so, 
Um, so, Ms. Holly, know that I am praying for you. We love you here, and we're and we're 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 just we're just praying for you. That's it. And so, um, Philippians chapter number three. I want to, uh, if you don't mind, please stand for the reading of God's word. I only got two verses for you to uh, to stand reading. And so, and to that, you ought to say Amen. amen. Verse number 13, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Today's message, I want to preach on past versus future, past versus future. And will you pray with me? Lord, thank you so much for this opportunity to preach. Lord, I pray that you'd bless it. Now, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, you may be seated there. Thank you for standing. Before we can get to 13 and 14, we have to understand what was happening before that. And so, verse number one, we'll start off going all the way down to verse 13 and 14. And tonight, I'm going to start off a little different than normally. It's more of like a teaching and then, and don't worry, we'll get into some practical, you know, applications for us, you know, and so, and before I bore you with study, you know, the word, that big word study, um, this is what we're going to be doing. We're going to take a study into God's word in Philippians chapter one, and basically that whole first, uh, first half of the chapter. And so, uh, so, uh, like I said, before I lose you with that word study, just hang in and on there, you know, and so. Wake up if you have to, all right? And so, verse number one. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. The book of Philippians, I'm sorry, the book of Philippians, uh, written by the Apostle Paul, uh, at the time he was in a Roman prison or Roman jail, uh, and this is more like a house arrest. It wasn't like something where it was like, you know, a dungeon, you know, he wasn't getting fed or anything like that. He was, was well taken care of. And so um, because of his Roman citizenship, he, he appeared, he, uh, a few chapters uh, toward the last few chapters of, chap, uh, of, of the book of Acts, he was, uh, he was being accused of, of, you know, of bringing somebody into the temple, a Gentile into the temple, which, which was against you know, every rule and everything. And so because of that, the, these Jews, they brought up these false accusations. And so now he gets to the point where in, in, in the book of Acts where he says, I'm appealed to, C, uh, to Caesar. And because of his Roman citizenship, he, that brought him all the way over to basically here in Rome in jail. And so um, being taken care of, the, 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 the church at Philippi finds, uh, finds out that, that the apostle Paul was imprisoned. You know, he, uh, I mean, uh, you, you, you think of how the church at Philippi was started. Ten years before his imprisonment, he was, at the, he, he was, in, he was in prison uh, there, you know, where, where, where uh, he, him uh, and Silas were singing praises to the Lord and praying, and, and, the, and the, a great earthquake happened, and all the chains of, the, of, uh, of everybody kind of just fell off, their, their fetters fell off, and so, uh, but then this Roman guard, you know, right before he's about to kill himself, he, uh, the Apostle Paul says, do, not, do thyself no harm, you know, for we are all here. And so he goes, what must I do to be saved? 
and he says, believe in the name of the Lord, uh, believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. And so he's there. So now he gets to put, uh, uh, go. Uh, once pr- the apostle Paul was out of prison, he goes to this this Roman guard's house, and not only his heart house, but this uh, another lady's house, and they both get saved, and their families get saved. And now you have this church at Philippi. You know that was kind of breaded there. So. Um, here, in, uh, as he's writing in this uh, jail cell or this house arrest, he's writing to the, uh, the, the church at Philippi, finds out that he's in prison. So they send a man by, by the name of Eutychus, a disciple, a young disciple. He comes and bears all these gifts to the apostle Paul. And so the book of Philippians is written to the, uh, to the church at Philippi in saying thanks for your generosity, not only for their generosity, but the book of Philippi is also a book of encouragement as well, too. You see this recurring theme throughout the book of uh, Philippians, uh, rejoice, joy, just that recurring theme there. And so many say, man, I love, I love uh, that church. One of my favorite churches in the Bible was, it would be the churches at Philippi because of how much they gave towards the Apostle Paul, even though they knew he was in prison, yet they still gave him money. I'm not sure what he would do with that money in prison. Um, I, you know, whatever. And so I can make a lot of jokes about that, but I, for your sake, I'll just continue to move on here. And so uh, chapter number three, finally, my brethren, he says, rejoice in the Lord to write the same things to you, to me indeed is not grievous, but for you it is safe. Then he says, beware of dogs. See, this church at Philippi was dealing with those that were uh, these legalistic Jews. You know, legalism uh, in the Bible would would refer to something like um, uh, those that had to earn their way to salvation, that their righteousness outweighs their, uh, their bad. And so, but no, that's not how that works. You know, Jesus Christ died, died for everybody because we, he knows that for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And so none of us can earn our way for, uh, to, to salvation. It, it only comes by faith and faith in Jesus Christ alone. And so uh, he says, beware of dogs. He calls these these legalistic Jews dogs. You know, that's a term. That's a term that they would use in, the, in all throughout the New Testament. I think in the Old Testament as well, too, that they would call Gentiles dogs. And so he's calling Jews dogs. And so it's a really bad term that he was using. And so calling them names and everything. And so and he says, beware of evil workers, speaking to these same people who's trying to uh, enforce this law upon these uh, these new Christians, these these Christians that uh, that that understood salvation is only by faith and in faith in Christ alone, and so they're enforcing the law. And they say basically what they're saying is this: that you have to become a Jew first before you can become a Christian. That's what they're saying, you know. And so, but but the Apostle Paul says this: beware of those dogs, beware of those evil workers, beware of the concision, and uh, and basically saying like they they. They're, they're, uh, they have to be, become circumcised like Jews, basically. 
in order to be a Christian, but no. And the Apostle Paul in verse number three says this, we are the uh, circumcision which worship God, you know, and so, it, uh, so as he's telling to the, the church at Philippi, he says, we are the circumcision. Those that didn't get circumcised, but they are of the circumcision. Why are they of, uh, of the circumcision? The true cir- circumcision. He says, which worship God in spirit, as opposed to what? As opposed to what? To the flesh, because those that were working to do uh, do the law, uh, or to uh, to gain uh, to uh, to get uh, salvation through the law, you know, and uh, and uh, to uh, uh, and and so those that were doing that were saying uh, basically that you have, you know they were working in the flesh, they were under the flesh. But God, uh, but the apostle Paul says, which worship God in the spirit. And rejoice in Christ, and so we we find a lot of times in our Christian uh, uh, in our Christian lifetime um, or uh, in our day to day living that we we uh, that we can be we can be living life in the flesh rather than in the spirit. You know, it's always it's always good to have a relationship with God. You know, we emphasize relationship with God, relationship with God, because if you don't have a relationship with God, you're not working in the, in the spirit. You're, you're more working in the flesh. And so he says rejoice, he, he says, and rejoice in Christ. These Christians, they were glad, they were rejoicing in Christ and, ha- and have no confidence in the flesh. He says, though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man... what Paul is saying, man, if anybody has any, like, And he of like you know uh, if uh, we we use that term, well uh, I think never mind <laughs> this guy. <laughs> I got careful. I found out the the sound guys uh, right before the evening service. They said the that the on the the uh, the website is down or whatever, and so they have they're not online right now. And they said you could say whatever. And so, 
Oh boy. That was like music to my ears when they said that, you know. Um, and so he was a, a, a Hebrew of Hebrew. He was a Pharisee. He was a different, you know, he was a different breed, basically, was, is what I'm trying to get to. This man, you know, being a Pharisee, he grew up in a family in the, in the Roman um, uh, providence. He was brought, uh, born in a Roman providence, had every, you know, uh, all uh, uh, the teachings and everything. And so he grew up being, being raised to be a Pharisee, to be a, uh, an elite, basically. Uh, you know, you have these, you have athletes, right? You go, you go, you play sports. If anybody played any sports in life, you know that there are difference between athletes and those that just join the, the sport, right? And so there's a big difference, you know. And so you know that there's some that are really good, you know. And so, um, and there's none in this room that I know of, anyway. And so, uh, and so, uh, so he, so the Apostle Paul is just a different person. He's a different breed. He's a, you know. And so he says, but what things, uh, or um, he says concerning zeal in verse number six, concerning zeal persecuting the church. And so that's how zealous he was. He was so zealous that he was persecuting the church, thinking that those were gained to him. And so, and thinking, thinking that was right in his, his eyes, because that's what he believed, you know, to be, that he thought it was right in his eyes. So he says, touching the righteousness, which is in the law, and he says, blameless through that. In verse number seven, he says, but what things were gained to me, those I, count, I counted lost, for Christ, those things in the past that he is that that he thought was gained for him, those things that he thought that he was doing zealous work for the Lord for Jesus for for God, um, he he says that he counted those as loss for him, and says, "Yea, doubtless I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them." But dung that I may win Christ and be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is the law which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. You know, I grew up around some people that uh, it was uh, uh, you know some of my a little bit of my background just a lot of, I guess you could say, violence with gangs and everything. And so you, you find, you, you, you see one, you find one to be, wannabes, right? And you have those that are wannabes, and then you have those that are actual gang members, you know? And so, and then you have these wannabes that they, they, they'll, they'll throw up signs or whatever, you know? And then when they see those real gang members, they're like, oh, yep, I ain't throwing up those, no signs or whatever, you know? That's kind of how it is here, you know? That's, that's what the Apostle Paul was, is like looking at this is, and reading through this and taking a study through this. I was like, man, the Apostle Paul was elite, this, uh, this man was, you know, doing things that he thought was, that he counted righteousness for, but, and he thought that was gain for himself, too. But he says that all those things, he says, I count those as but dung. And in verse 9, he says, and be, uh, he says, now I want to win Christ and be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death, 
If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may, uh, may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. You know, uh, if, if the Apostle Paul would have been hung up on the things that he has done in the, on the past, he wouldn't have gotten to this point where he was imprisoned in Rome. And, 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 uh, and really, he says in verse number 10 at the very end there, he says, being, uh, being made conformable unto his death. He didn't know what was his outcome is going to be, whether he was going to be in prison, let go, or, or put to death. That's, that's basically what his thought, you know, where his, where his standpoint was. That's, where, that's, that's pretty much where he's at. And so he didn't know what was going to happen with him, if he was going to let, be let go and continue ministering. Or be, uh, and we know, we know history. History tells us that later on, Nero, you know, basically uh, uh, ordered, you know, that he'd be uh, beheaded. And so, and so, uh, but the Apostle Paul says he got to that point where he's being made conformable even unto death. And so, a lot of times, we, in order for us to get to that point, being conformable unto death, we have to first forget what the, those things that has happened in the past, things that things that people have done to you, the things that maybe not even uh, perhaps people have done to you, but also maybe things that you have done, you know, uh, uh, that your failures that you uh, that you have caused, but and and sometimes we get held up into those things that that happened in the past where we cannot where we cannot move forward we cannot be like, like verse number 14 I press toward the mark in order to press on we're going to have to forget some things and so in order to figure, forget some things number 1 the bible tells us in verse number 8 it says that I may win him you know winning him I thought it took me it took me a couple days really when I pondered that uh, that verse it just took me a couple days like lord what does that even mean you know and, and here's what I came up with, that the Lord is just, he, he want, I, want, I want my life to be pleasing to the Lord. And if my life isn't pleasing to the Lord, then I'm not winning Jesus Christ. You know, rather I'm living in the flesh and not in the spirit. In order for us to be pleasing, uh, uh, to please the Lord, in order for us to first forget those things in the past, we have to first win, win Christ. And how do we win Christ? By, uh, by living a life that is pleasing to our Lord and Savior. You know, a lot of times we get preaching and we don't want to hear certain things. We just come to church and we hear, we hear preaching all the time. But a lot of times it just comes in one ear and goes right out the other ear and never applied to our life. And because we, you know why? Because we're so hung up with the things that are our, our lifestyle. We love the way we live. We love the way we, we love where we're at right now. But we don't want to press on. We're just, we're just happy right where we're at. You know, and that's where we're at right now. As Christians, we can we can be that way, and so if, in order for us to, to press on, we're going to have to win Him, and, and and what that means is to be it's to live a life that's pleasing to our Lord and Savior. I wonder how how in our in our homes, as we raise our children, I wonder uh, you know if that if the way we're raising our children is pleasing to Him. 
I wonder if the way we act at work is pleasing to him. I wonder if, you know, if through our devotion and our life, you know, as we read God's word and we have a relationship with him, or is it a fake relationship? You know, I think the... Um, uh, I think it's Timothy that talks about this fake, this fake um, um, uh, faith, you know. And so uh, I wonder if our faith is, is fake and we're just living a life just full of faking everybody out, faking me out, faking pastor out, faking the most spiritual person like Pastor Adam, you know. And so, <laughs> and so you know, uh, uh, but, uh, but God wants us to live a life that's pleasing to him so that we can win him, you know, I want to win Jesus Christ. And that, life, and that only comes by living a life that's pleasing to him in our work, in our home, how we minister to people, you know. And so moving on from that, because I know you guys are enjoying that very much. Verse uh, number two, in order to forget some things, number two, we need to be in Christ. Verse number nine, it says, and be found in him. See, if we're walking in the Spirit, we're in Christ. Christ says, and I think it's Luke, he says, I am the, I am the branch, ye are the vines. If you, abide, if you abide in me and I in you, you know, the, the same bringeth more, much fruit. So if we're, you know, if we're, if we're living in Jesus Christ, there's going to be some evidence of fruit in your life. You know, you're going to see some, some happiness. You're going to see some joy, kind of like the theme here in, in, in the book of Philippians. Rejoice, be joyful, you know. And so, um, and so I want to be able to know him. I want to be, in, be found in him, you know. And, if, and I want to, in order for me to do that, I need to be living in the spirit. You know, have that relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. How is your walk with the Lord? How are you doing with that? How are you doing with your goals this year as you seek to have a devotion with him? You know, maybe it's like, oh, I've, I've failed uh, this year. And I, I'm glad that, we, like Pastor Adam says, we could turn the page and see, you know, and, and just, you know, just start fresh. And I'm glad for that, you know, and that's what I'm doing here, too. And I hope that I, as uh, really in your life that you can develop a relationship with the Lord. And that can start today. It doesn't have to start next year. It can start today. Today is that day. Um, number three. Number three, the Bible tells us in verse number, number three, he says that I may know him. So we need to, number one, win Christ. Number two, be in Christ. Number three, know Christ. Know that I, am, uh, that, I may, uh, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. You know, a lot of times we don't get to... Uh, we, we like me and Rothana. I know Rothana because I we live together. You know, she's put up with me most of the time. But uh, I, uh, you know, I know I, I know what what gets uh, on her nerves, <laughs> and so I know I, I know what gets her happy. I know you know I I know a lot. Like I know how she thinks sometimes, and I know that's scary. And so, <laughs> and so, I, you know, I know her, you know, because of the relationship that we have on a daily basis every single day, you know, and so we have a relationship, 
And so, but God wants us, uh, uh, you know, us to know him. You know, it's, it's not just get saved and you're good, you know, live how you, however you please. No, God wants you to know him. And so how much do you know him? And so if, I think that the more you know him, it'll lead us to the, this last point here um, is, is rejoicing in Christ. Because the more I can know about Jesus Christ, the more of a relationship I can have with him, and the more, more joyful I can come out. No matter what the circumstance is, no matter if I become poor this year, I don't care. You know, if, I, if we lose our house or whatever, you know. And so, if we, <laughs> but I know that I'm going to be rejoicing in Jesus Christ because I know him. I know that he's going to take care of me. I know that he's going to, he's my shepherd, you know, he's going to lead me and guide me and, t- and guide each step, st- the, each step that I take, and he's always there. And so, um, and, and so the Apostle Paul, he could write this, this letter to that church at Philippi, knowing that he has won Christ, and, he's, and, the, and, and I like this about the Apostle Paul. When he was, lo- was, when he was imprisoned there at Rome, he's in his 60s, 70s, and he says this. I want, to, I want you to read this with me. Verse number 13. Very first word, he says, brethren, brethren, like shaking them, you know, it's like shaking them. I count not myself myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. You know, now he could say I could press toward that mark. You know, basically what I'm getting to is this. The Apostle Paul, when he was in prison, he was in his 60s, 70s, you know, maybe older. I don't know. Um, but I do know that he was, in, he, he was an old man. <laughs> I know y'all don't like that word, but he was, a, he was an old man. Um, um, but he says, I, I count myself, uh, uh, I count not myself to have apprehended, meaning that he has not reached the final you know, place, you know, that he's reached like this perfection, you know, that's what he's saying. And, 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 and so really this is a message for everyone. So this is for those that are you from your youth all the way up to your senior, to, to the seniors in this, in this room that, that, uh, that we are all not, we're not going to be there until one day we come uh, get to the Lord, you know, when we appear before the Lord in heaven and so, but, uh, but I know that before that day comes, I know I need to be living my life that's pleasing to the Lord, that I may win him, that I may be in Christ, that I, know, that I may know him, and I, I want to be able to be a joyful Christian. And so, will you uh, pray with me, and then we'll just get into the uh, invitation at this time. Lord, thank you so much for this opportunity to preach. Lord, we pray that you'd bless it now. God, I'm, I'm thankful for really um, all that you do in my life, Lord. And, and I was just thinking through this message, how good you have been. Um, Lord, we pray that you'd bless now the time of invitation. As you speak to hearts, I pray you bless it now. As we all stand together, we'll have a, a, just a minute of invitation here. If the Lord's speaking to you, you come forward about dealing of, with something in your past. Let those things go so that we can move forward, pressing on for Jesus Christ.